Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, sweet friends, I'm so excited uh, to chat with you today. I'm so excited to introduce to you Ms. Christine Gritman, one of the most incredible, engaging, fun people I know. Christine has Christine Gritman, Inc. She is um, a social media strategist for small businesses. She calls them micro businesses, which I love. She also does digital branding and public speaking, which you will see why. Public speaking is right up her alley. She's inspiring. She's incredible. And I know you will enjoy this podcast as much as I loved recording it. So here's the deal. I invited people on my Facebook page and um, Instagram to engage in conversations about courage. I believe that when we tell our stories, we are transformed. They are helping me write a book and do all the things, um, apply for a TEDx talk. But I believe that we are all in this together. We are all learning from these stories of courage. So I just know that you will enjoy um, this experience. You will enjoy this interview. If you are interested in sharing your story with me today, please email me at stong.jessica at gmail.com. And I will send you a a login link or a sign-in link, and we can get you set up for a Courage in Action interview today. Okay, well, enjoy. Thanks. Oh, my sweet Christine, I'm so excited to talk to you today. I cannot wait. Um, Let's just jump in with one courage question. Before we get started and you tell all about who you are and what you do, I'm going to ask you one courage question. Here we go. What does courage mean to you, my sweet dear? I mean, you're the courage professional. I should ask you. (laughs) But what courage means to me is basically summarized not by an absence of fear but by ceasing to have fear as a block <gasps> amen like there there we go do we need to talk anymore because I think we're, we're done bye done. <laughs> okay christine will you tell us a little bit about us or about you not about us good lord a little bit about you and how you really found the courage to start your own business and do your own thing and be awesome and all the things You know, the really funny thing is I don't consider myself as particularly courageous, or at least I didn't for a long time. For a long time, I had to have other people tell me that I was because I see 
all the fear, right? Because I'm the one experiencing it. I know the fear. I know the anxiety. And I know how much I hold myself back from. And so it took a while to get it through my head that the mere fact that I'm in business for myself, the mere fact that I want bigger things for myself, the fact that I have this idea of what my life can be and should be, even though my ideas are bigger than what I'm doing. And so that's what I see, of course. I see the ways in which I'm blocked and the ways in which I've held myself back, but the world sees the ways in which I've put myself forward in ways that they themselves are often too afraid to do. And so that's been helpful in realizing that I do have courage. And I've had courage for a while, back when I worked for other people for a very long time before starting my business, I quit several jobs with nothing lined up because I was always, I always decided I was more afraid of being unhappy than oh. I was of not landing on my feet. I always had a faith that I would land on my feet somehow, some way. And it always worked out. You know, I'd give my two week notice yeah. and the day before my last day of work, I'd get a call with a job offer. You know, deep in the net will appear. Um, and it, and it doesn't always, and you do have to, you know, be somewhat mindful of that. But the fact is I have always been more afraid of being unhappy and of being stuck than I have of the unknown. And so that, that is a form of courage. I have always just considered it indulgent and lazy, but no, (laughs) it's courageous. All these years. Well, and tell me more about the faith that I would land on my feet. What, where did that come from? I, I think about courage and how do we shape courage? Can we teach courage? You're raising kids too. You know exactly the, the, the struggles and the realizations that we must come to as parents. So tell me a bit about that faith and what, where that came from. Well, it's a combination of factors. One of them is a recognition of my privilege and of the fact that you know, I do have support systems in place. I have a lot of family, first of all. I, I could not be on any continent on this planet and not be able to find somebody who, um, you know, I mean, that. so I have, I have family. I will never wind up randomly, you know, on the streets with no place to go. So that helped. Um, the fact that my parents planned for their financial future, well, they're not like super wealthy or anything, but the fact is, you know, I could crash at their house if everything fell apart. Um, They paid for my college degree, which has helped open doors for me. So a lot of it is privilege-based. I do have the privilege of having some degree of safety net, and I recognize that not everybody has that. Thus, I I don't judge anybody who doesn't take those leaps, because not everyone has that. But another thing is, I've I hesitate to quote <laughs> Mary Ann Williamson, but I'm going to anyway. Do it. Do I love that. I love that quote about how our, our biggest fear isn't being inadequate. Our biggest oh. fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Amen. Yes. And that's always been a factor in my life. And it sounds like such a backhanded, like, oh, what's your biggest weakness? I work too hard. I care too much. You know, not that. But the fact is, I've always known that I was good at things. And my biggest challenge has always been that the luxury of choice. It's been so hard to figure out what to apply myself to that I have a long history of not applying myself to anything in particular. I've just kind of done things and it's wasted a lot of energy. I'm finally getting clear now on channeling that energy. But the fact is I always knew that 
if something didn't work out, I'd try something else. Mm -hmm. And so that has helped as well. The fact that if, if something doesn't happen, try something else. And I have a faith that I am good at enough things or I could figure out enough things. I can learn new things. I am trainable. I am teachable. I'm not that old a dog yet, but even when I am, I will be able to learn new tricks. Mm-hmm. And so that has helped too. And and I'll also admit, and this almost feels like a form of privilege, I am very lucky that I know how to talk to people. Yes. And, and being able to talk to people and being able to leave a good impression on people has been a huge asset as well. Uh, it's It's been a huge part of the fact that I have gotten jobs every time I have quit one (laughs) because there were always people who wanted to help me because they saw something in me. Either they saw an actual skill or they just got a good vibe from me. They just kind of liked me. The power of being likable, it shouldn't be as powerful as it is. There are plenty of people who are great at stuff and they don't have that societal likability factor in their favor. And they should get opportunities too. I mean, we should have some degree of skill-based whatever evaluation there. But the fact is, when it comes down to it, we're all human. We want to help people we like. There's yes. a no like trust thing. We're, you know, in marketing, that's a huge yes. factor. People want to work with people they know, like, and trust. And so I've had that in my favor too. People have wanted to help me. I've had a huge amount of goodwill come my way just because people found me likable. (laughs) I can speak to that. But it is. And like, you think about like, how do you encourage that in your children, in your, you know, like, is it, is it innate? Is it temperament? Is it? Well, one thing I worry about with my children is I feel like a huge part of why I'm likable is because I like other people and I actually care when I'm talking to them. I actually, I don't just want them to like me. I'm also coming from a place of feeling good feelings towards them and they feel that. And children are by nature kind of selfish. And so I'm really trying to instill in them, no, you do have to care about other people actually. And it's hard to know, it's hard to find the balance of instilling that sense of other people matter yes. with also other people don't matter more or less than you do. Exactly. That is such that, a hard balance. Oh my heavens. And I keep, you know, my background's developmental psychology. So I'm always like, it'll come, it will come. And then I'm like, but there is this tension between valuing others and, and then overvaluing. Oh, oh, and, 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 I, and I come from a line of martyrs, so not literal martyrs, but you know, no, my mother's no, a very no. giving human being. Yes. Yes. I, I still benefit from that now. I mean, she's still doing stuff for me, like incredibly. So the fact is I'm trying, and I feel a little hypocritical <laughs> being like, I don't want to be as giving as my mother is. <laughs> But this, I love that so much. I mean, it, it's it's hard to balance those things. Um, there's so many factors. We we could get on the you oh, know, psych yeah. couch and do oh, this all time. It would be a delightful experience for there's all. There's a lot to unpack, but when it comes down to it, especially with my my daughter, the way the yes. things I worry about with my daughter and my son are a little different because my son, I want to make sure that as a possibly straight white man in our society, he understands that he's going to be having a different experience than a lot of other people are going to be having. And that doesn't make 
anything about him wrong or bad or unworthy. He just needs to recognize that not everyone is having the experience that he is having. And then my daughter, I have to find that balance. She's, she's very spirited. And I used to think that was code word for bratty when other people said it about their kids. She's actually not bratty. She's actually spirited. And I feel like it is my sacred, my sacred responsibility. Yes. A, not to stifle that in her and not to let the world stifle that in her and, and, you know, not to have everyone tell her to sit down and shut up. I want her to lean in, but also to use her powers for good and not evil, because I don't believe that we should tell every little girl who's bossy that she has leadership skills. Cause you know what? Some people are just bossy. Sometimes people are bad leaders because they're bossy. So how do you, exactly? how do you maintain that confidence and that spirit and that that assertion without you know with keeping other people in mind and not having other people necessarily guide you but you know having a consideration for other people and that balance is hard for all of us and I really want to make sure that my daughter doesn't fall into the trap of thinking too much about other people oh my gosh you were amazing you are an amazing human, Christine. Thank so you. Excited to chat. Okay, so tell me, I think we'll get to this, but can you tell us a bit about what you do and the passion behind that? And then, and then maybe that will lead into a conversation about a time when you needed courage. Mm-hmm, um, sure. But if not, just tell us about what you do and we'll get to that. Um, part of what I do is I give people courage. Yes. So I... I a few years ago, I launched Christine Gritman Inc. Christine Gritman Inc. helps teach small business owners how they can do their own social media better, how they can take control of that digital story that is being told about them and how they can be the ones telling that story. They can be the ones holding the pen. At the very beginning of my business, I did that by actually doing social media for small businesses. I thought that's what I wanted to do, creating the content, posting for them. I quickly burned out on that because you can only do that for a few businesses at a time really well. Yes. It is a real job. And I was working with very small businesses. So the price point wasn't high enough for me to only have like three clients, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I decided I'd rather help more people. And I also truly believe that a lot of small business owners are a lot more capable than they think of telling their own story. A lot of small business owners, especially of the level of smallness that I tend to work with, um, I call them micro businesses. People got into them because they had a passion. They had something that they wanted to do. And now they're realizing now that they're in business for themselves, oh crap, now I have to run a business. You know, that's, they didn't want to be a bookkeeper. They didn't want to be a strategist. They didn't want to be a marketer for goodness sakes. They wanted to do their thing. And now they're realizing they have all these additional hats to wear and they can't, a lot of them can't afford to hire out these functions. So some of them just don't get done. Right. And marketing is one that often just doesn't get done. And I see so many businesses go out of business and they didn't market. And I, of course, you know, you see the perspective that you see. I mean, I'm sure the bookkeeper sees it as well. They needed to manage their money better and everyone sees the part they see. But I see if they only realized how much they could do, A, for free, 
Because hiring me to show them how costs money, but the fact is a lot of the stuff that they did try, like a newspaper ad or whatever, the few little flailing moments that they tried paying Yelp, whatever, um, they could have put that money towards me empowering them and it would have saved them a lot of money. Um, Because you can, people say organic social is dead. People are wrong. You can do it. (laughs) And so I, a lot of what I do, it's almost... I'm, I think I told you this. I'm actively considering going for a coaching certification just because, that. yes, yeah, just because so much of what I do is a lot of it's borderline therapy. Yes, because a huge part of it is first of all unraveling the shame because a lot of people feel like they should know how to do this. They feel like it's social media. My my twelve year old can do it. Why can't I? And they feel like it. It even puts them in touch with their own mortality because they say, am I too old to learn this? Nobody's too old to learn this. My parents are very active social media users. Um, yes. You know, I can't, my dad's cell phone is never charged. I can't call him, but I can Facebook message him and he's got his iPad. So yes. people can learn these things yes. um, if, if they try. So first of all, it's unraveling that shame of, oh, how come everyone can do this but me? Because, you know, also, social media for personal use and for business use, they're a very different animal. So no, most people don't know how to do this. So you're not alone. Most people don't know how to use social media for business. That's not what your 12-year-old nephew is doing. <laughs> it's a completely different beast. Um, that's also why a lot of them have gotten burned by hiring a really cheap college student or something. And that college student knows how to post something. They don't know marketing strategy. So they say, oh, social media doesn't work. Well, no, it works if you have marketing strategy behind it. So basically I I unravel some of that shame of, oh, we should know how to do this. Because no, no, you shouldn't. That's why I have a job. Exactly, yes. And then we move to the next level of people are afraid of promoting themselves. People are afraid of tooting their own horn. People are afraid of saying why they're awesome. But if you can't identify why you're awesome and if you can't communicate why you're awesome, how are people going to figure out why you're awesome? You know better than anybody else what you bring to the table, but we feel weird communicating that. But if you're in business, it is literally your job to communicate that. So I help them unwrap some of that shame as well and give them the courage to, to stand up and say, you know what? Here's why I'm awesome. And it all flows from there. There's a lot more specific stuff that I do with them as well. I mean, we certainly work out very detailed content marketing plans. They have to enact it, but I help them work out what they'll actually do, what fits into their workflow, what elements of what they're already doing as their actual job that they can really easily and officially, sorry, really easily and efficiently turn yeah. into content. And so that's a huge part of what we do, but it starts with courage. It starts with unraveling the shame that's holding them back, knocking out those blockages. Yes. And giving them the courage to stand in their awesomeness. So I give people courage for a living, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) I, I feel like I just want to be like, preach it in Damn it, sister. You're like, but it's impactful and meaningful. And I just learned every time I speak to you, I'm like, you are a coach. I, you don't like, sure. Yes. Yes. You can go get some certification, but you already get this. You help people 
tear apart their, or like examine their mindset in a way that enables them the freedom to grow and to be, and, and to speak truth and to speak truth to power. So I just- And I'm finally working with myself, which is huge because for years now, I have been exactly what I complain about. I have been exactly what I complain about when I talk about my least good clients. Is that them? Yes. But yes. I see you doing all the things and all the things well. So that is just. Thank you. Well, now I'm also becoming, I'm, I'm working on being what I want my clients to be. I want them to think bigger. I want them to not just be in survival mode which is what a lot of my worst clients have been. They've been in just survival mode. They want to do the bare minimum. They don't want to find joy in it. It's a chore to them. And they're not interested in changing that mindset. They're, they're just like, how do I make the chore a little easier? And so I'm realizing I need to be what I wish to attract. And since I decided that just a few months ago, it's coming to me. Since I decided a few months ago, I am going to be more strategic and planned that I'm going to recognize that my idea that being more strategic and planned meant it was fake or not as authentic. I'm like, no, those were excuses. (laughs) Those were excuses. Uh, You're as authentic as you want to be. And if you choose to be both authentic and planned, that is absolutely possible to do. (laughs) And and also being growth-minded. If I'm just in survival mode of, I just want to be able to pay my bills and not have to go get a day job, um, that's not this one. Yes. That's all I'm going to get. Whereas if I have a mindset of, let's see where this takes me. Let's see how far this can go. In fact, let's have ideas on how far this can go. And, and let's take any opportunity that will help me grab that higher rung. I'm becoming that person now, and I'm so much better to work with. <laughs> I, yes, I, well, I, but I, I have seen you, you know, we met in Wichita, Kansas, and mm-hmm. you are not from Wichita, Kansas. I am not. You're in Nyack, New York, aren't you? I am. Yes. And um, so you were here in what, 2018? Yep, June of 2018. That is, and then we reconnected, um, we're at Amy Porterfield's entrepreneur. Yes. And that yeah. unlocked my brain, I have to say. I yes. That, that event, um, that there were four things about that event that unlocked my brain, and I'm trying to incorporate them into everything I do. So first, she had us visualize what our lives will look like when we're a big deal, when we feel successful, when we feel like we've made it, what do our lives look like? And mine was interesting because some people, I think, envision things about their business, but when I closed my eyes... What came to me was actually my personal life and the ease of my personal life when I didn't have to worry about all this stuff. Yes. And so what, so envisioning and really visualizing and really getting ourselves into the space of what it feels like to be living that life. So there was that. Then there was also, um, what ways do we keep ourselves small? Oh, yes. And I knew them, but knowing it in my soul and actually listing it out in actual writing felt so different. And that, that was the first key to really unlocking something for me. Like something just snapped in my brain when I said, wait, what? And yeah. look at what I'm doing. And then the next part was daring to dream bigger 
what are the big, scary, audacious goals that you never thought you'd have? And I literally didn't know that mine was in there. I, I was, I was gobsmacked. I'm like, someone else just dropped into my head. It was like being John Malkovich where suddenly someone else is, is in his head and controlling him. Yes. I'm like, who is this ambitious boss? Damn, right. He's just popped an idea into my, whose idea is this? That's not a me idea. No, no, apparently it is. And then the last thing that I really loved was that person who's living that life that we envisioned for when we know we're a big deal. How does that person show up Ugh. in their lives every day? Cause you can do that now. <laughs> and that has changed my life daily. Mm-hmm. How does that person show up in their life? And it has to be based around who you actually are. Right. So I didn't say that that person gets up at 5 a.m. every day and greets the dawn with meditation. Because I'm not getting up at five. That wouldn't make me happy. I'm not saying that person runs marathons because no, that person is me. She hates running. Um, Yes. I mean, that person. Who you are. Yeah, but that person does, that person who's living that life does take better care of herself. So I exercise now. That, yeah. And I eat better. That person who's living that life does take their work hours a lot more seriously. So now I'm not messing around during the day. I'm pretty on it during the day so that I can be pretty off it when I'm with my family. Yes. That's, that's a game changer, isn't it? I mean, that person unloads the dishwasher when it's clean. That person does not walk by the dishwasher and go, eh, Greg will take care of it later. No, oh. that person that person doesn't do things like That person... Yes. The, the person who shows up in their life in that way and that person who deserves that ease and big dealness and success that I envisioned in my life and that I'm having, that I'm going to be having in my life, she just takes care of stuff because she recognizes that if you don't, it's going to bite you in the ass. Um, so, yes. So it has changed. I, I, I even walk the dog more. It sounds so dumb, but it is, it is showing up as you know, you are right. Yeah. You are a big deal. You were showing up with that was our, the buttons that we had. I tried to find my button to put it on for you. I couldn't find it. Oh yeah. I've got mine over there somewhere. (laughs) But this is, so it sounds like you, you see the vision, you know, exactly where you want to go, you, you are, you've embraced this experience. Mm -hmm. And so you were just, you were on the path there. And to me, that path needs, requires courage because you Mm -hmm. have, you have to show up every day when you're scared, when you're, I mean, because we all get overwhelmed by our Mm to-do. Maybe you don't and you've managed it well, but how, but you're doing it. Yes, and you know, to to recollect a Kansas girl, I can see the Emerald City over there on the horizon. I can see it. I don't know how the hell to get there. You, I mean, the road keeps changing. We were just on the Yellow Brick Road. Now suddenly we're in a, in a forest. Now we're in a poppy field. What's happening? And it's just realizing the only way out is through, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying, where did my Yellow Brick Road go? I'm saying, okay, well, now we're in a forest. How do I get through this? How do I make the most of this opportunity? She picked up the Tin Man in the forest, right? She could have just let that opportunity go. But instead she was like, this is where the path to where I'm trying to go has brought me. 
and she picked up an additional ally along the way, you know, and, and when she was in the poppy field, yeah, that sucked. And she really needed, um, she needed Glinda to really help her out of that one. But the fact is she already had established a positive relationship with Glinda. So that's why Glinda even did save her. You know, it's, it's a matter of, you can see that city shining on the horizon. If you need to have some plan for how to get there, but you also need to embrace the serendipity that puts itself along your path and your path may even change completely. But the fact is you got to know where you're going in order for those things to put themselves along your path. And you have to know which things are going to be assets in getting where you need to go and which things are going to be distractions. And I'm getting much better at differentiating between the two because I'm having the courage to trust my instincts. Christine, I don't even know what to say. I have ghosts. That makes me want to cry. That was me. Did that just come out of you at this moment? Yes. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a good headspace right now. I'm just, I'm just in a very, I really hope I'm this person or better in December. I really hope that by December, I'm not like, womp, womp. I am, I am where I am. I hope by December, I'm like still on fire. You are incredible. I don't even Wait, know. I got to fix that. In yes. December, I I'm know. going to be. I'm even more on fire. Amen. Done. You've got it. I'm like, I know this is a podcast, but there's a lot of movements that I've been making, like fist pumps. I'm and- loving it. <laughs> I'm just like, what? I can't. I can't get over this. You are exceptional and incredible. I just, okay, so I said I, we would keep it at 30 minutes, but you know, I'm Whatever. just going to ask you some quick questions. Do your thing, girl. Like rapid fire. Okay, what's the opposite of courage to you? I don't want to say stuck because that feels judgmental. Sometimes people are stuck through no fault of their own. Um, But that's what's coming to me in my life. The opposite of courage in my life is stuck. Um, And that's only for me, not for others. I would say complacency. (gasps) That is... Okay, that is, I don't even And know. I don't mean being content. Right, no. Content exactly. and complacent are not the same thing. If you are content, live your life. You know, I'm not saying everyone has to be doing one thing every day that scares them. You know what? If you're living in your truth and you're living in alignment with yourself, you don't need to make yourself uncomfortable. You know what? Go ahead. Be content. But there's a difference between being content because you legit feel like you have all you need to be content mm-hmm. and being content because you don't, you don't have it in you to dream bigger. Yes. Oh, okay. Can courage be fate? Like the, yeah. Can it be? False can courage? Fake, yes. Can you fake your way to courage? Like we say, fake it till you make it with confidence. Oh yeah. There's a fine line there. Um, uh, yes and no. Yes. Yes. And no, I, I feel like fake it till you make it is, it can lead people along the wrong path because fake can be something that's not in you. Right. I believe what you can do is you can take something that's inside you and nourish it. And you can sort of act as if, and you can put yourself in that space 
where you're saying, this is something I'm going to give my energy to. Even if it's a smaller part of your actual life, if you give more energy to that part of you and act as if it's a bigger part of you, then it can become a bigger part of you. It's stoking that fire. So you can't fake it till you make it as in totally pretending to be something that you're not. But you can fake it till you make it insofar as what you give energy to and what you choose to act like and how you choose to show up can make a huge impact and can become self-fulfilling. I don't even... Yes. I can't even... How do you inspire others to show courage or to have courage or to take courage? By acknowledging that it's not a personal failure to have fear. (gasps) I think that is the biggest part. Everyone feels, shame comes from feeling like you're alone. Shame comes from feeling like it's weird or wrong or a personal failing to be having this experience that truly everybody has. Mm -hmm. And so acknowledging that it is not a failure to be a human being and every human being has this. And the only reason you feel like you're the only one is because people don't talk about it. That's really the first step towards getting rid of the shame. And when you get rid of the shame, you get rid of the isolation. Yes. And when you get rid of the isolation, you stop giving power to that which is keeping you trapped. Oh my gosh. I'm making you cry. I'm loving this. (laughs) I can't even. This is incredible. Okay. I don't, I, I am so grateful for your time your knowledge, your, but like you speak from your heart and from experience. It's not this intellectual exercise for you, that it, it comes from a, a place of under, deep understanding. You've well, done- I'm going through it. And the fact that I'm going through it myself is really, the more deeply human we can be, the more deeply we can connect as humans. Yes. Well, I'm wording my ass off today. I'm like, throw that Yeti microphone down. Maybe you got this. Okay, I am so grateful. I'm going to hit pause on this recording. Cool. So then. Hi, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, I'm sure. Um, Please check out Christine's website. If you want more information, it is gritman, G-R-I-T-M-O-N.com. Check her out, email her. You can also go to my website at jessicastong.com. And I am always willing to help you look at courage, look at your life, ways that you can change and inspire everyday acts of courage. Please book a free consultation, a free clarity call with me, and we can get started in building that dream life of yours. Thanks so much.